And if you want to be a doctor or you want to be a lawyer, then by all means, who is anybody else to tell you that you can't do that? Um, and if anything, you know, getting a degree from an American institution in the eyes of an employer, you know, when you come back to an Australia can, can really be seen as, as a more valuable sort of thing than, than getting one here in Australia. Is that... The, the degree itself is valuable, but there's there's a lot more value to that degree um, than just the degree it, it, it itself. Hello and welcome everybody to the sixth episode of the NSR Australia podcast. Uh, today we're going to be covering another very important topic. We'll be speaking with NSR Head Prospect Manager Matt Wade, as well as the CEO of NSR Australia, Marco Mezzano, uh, will be talking about transferring credits to and from Australian institutions. Uh, we'll be talking about degree recognition and, and bringing your degree back from the States to, to try and work in Australia or New Zealand. Uh, and we'll also be talking about, uh, I guess, the benefits of receiving a, de- a degree overseas. Now, this episode will be a longer episode, so uh, there'll be tons of information, uh, so make sure you guys are, are listening in uh, as best as possible. Now, just a quick reminder about last week's episode. Uh, we spoke with NSR High Performance Manager Michael Chiaviti about preparing yourself athletically for college. Um, now, if you do wish to, to speak to, to Mick to get some advice or information on a training program that suits you, then feel free to, to get in contact with Mick at hpcoach at nsr-inc.com. That's hpcoach at nsr-inc.com. Now, I also want to touch on uh, the fact that if you do miss anything in this week's episode or any episode from now on, we will be having show notes. So anyone on the program uh, will receive an email with, with the notes from this episode. Uh, anyone off the program can access them at the podcast page on our website. Uh, so this will basically go over everything that we cover in the episode. So if you miss little bits and pieces or you're driving in your car or you're listening to it when you're at the gym, show notes will be available so you guys don't miss anything. Okay, let's get stuck into it. Marco, Matt, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Jacob. Always good to be back, man. Matt, good to see you. Jacob, thanks for having us uh, in, in again. It's, uh, it's a great topic uh, that, we're, uh, that we're doing today, so I'm, uh, I'm grateful to be a, be a part of it because it is something that comes up 10, 20 times a, a day, not just from athletes on the program, um, athletes that are looking to join the program, but even athletes and parents that have been with us for two or three years. And I think it's just because it's it's such a, a, a diverse and, and I guess maybe sometimes even confusing confusing topic. Definitely. And uh, look, I guess the, the more frequently asked question when it comes to this topic is in relation to degree recognition. So I'll direct this one to you, Matt, first off. If I head over to the States, will my degree be recognized back here in Australia or New Zealand? The short answer is, of course it will. But, you know, obviously, like, depending on what you're studying and what you're doing, there there's there could be some other things that, that need to be done. But we, you have to look at it in, in a sense that there there's over a, a million and a half international students studying in the United States from every country of the world. So, so to think that over a million and a half students are there studying things that aren't recognized upon their return is, I think it's a little bit ludicrous in a sense. Um, because... Any degree-granting institution anywhere in the world is going to hold an accreditation. 
Same thing for for every degree-granting institution in the United States. There's over 4,500 of them that, that are providing post-secondary qualifications, so post-high school qualifications. So in, in order to actually be able to do that, they have to hold an accreditation so that you know that what you're receiving is actually you know a proper qualification. If you're ever wanting to to dive into the different accreditations with, like I said, the 4,500 plus schools in the United States and sort of understand where their accreditation comes from and, and try and figure out how it works. It, like I said, it's, it's big and it's confusing and it's complex, but the, the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Post-Secondary Education provides you with a search engine of every single school in the United States by going to www.ope.ed.gov backslash accreditation and you can look at any single any single school in any state uh, and, and and look at who's actually providing that school's accreditation um, and there's different organizations like the u.s department of education doesn't endorse or accredit any particular school it's it's a little bit of a different system of of accreditations but um but yeah that, that's that's probably the best way through that search engine to figure out what a school is actually accredited from and and, and whom by and if you, if you did miss that, in the show notes at the end of this episode, we'll be uh, covering sort of the key points from, from this episode. So uh, the link will be in the, in the show notes if you missed it. Now, Marco, I'll direct this question at you. Uh, obviously, there are hundreds of different sort of degrees and, and different courses on offer in the state, similar to here in Australia. But what, I guess, is the more popular um, a direction that, that the athletes take when, when going over to the States? That, that's a good question, Jacob. I think it's, it's been uh, pretty, uh, pretty standard across the board for the last 11 years in terms of the popularity of certain subjects. Most of our students will always pick something pretty universal, you know, like your sciences, your businesses, your social science. These are subjects, I guess, that, that are universal and, 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 and obviously uh, quite, quite popular both for, for, for boys and girls. But one question that comes up all the time, and it's probably one of the reasons why the misconception about transferring degrees even exists, is, is subjects like, um, you know, law, um, you know, or, or, or medicine. And, um, you know, I think that's, you know, in my opinion, probably one of the reasons why the misconception around transferring credits even exists. But, you know, Matt, obviously, you know, you, you've been around for a while now with me here at NSR. So, um, I guess if you want to explain maybe a bit of the story of, of, of Matt, especially. Yeah, well, look, I think just because of how different the U.S. education system is to Australia, it, it, that really what leads to a lot of the confusion. Um, the, the U.S. splits up undergraduate and postgraduate studies. Like if you want to be a doctor, you want to be a lawyer, you want to be a physio, uh, you want to be a veterinarian, you want to do any, any, anything that, that's an advanced medical type degree, um, you, you in the States, that happens at a postgraduate level. Uh, but they'll let anybody study the undergraduate. You know, you, you, can, you can start out on that journey. And if you want to be a doctor or you want to be a lawyer, then by all means, who is anybody else to tell you that you can't do that? So you'll go and you'll do your first four years. Uh, and, and if you want to become a lawyer, you want to become uh, a, a doctor or a physio, then you need to be certain and, and put in you know, a fantastic amount of effort to make sure that the grades in your undergraduate coursework uh, until you graduate with a bachelor's degree are as high as they can be because it's, it's the grades that you make in that, those bachelor's studies that will determine what postgraduate programs that you can get into. And like you said, a great example of this is, is one of our boys named Matty Baker, a boy good, from Daniloquin. Good country boy. Good country boy from Daniloquin. Um, 
you know, he, he goes over to, to play soccer and plays at uh, NCAA Division II Delta State University, which is not, you know, just your, your run-of-the-mill sort of school that everybody's heard of. He went to Caulfield Grammar here in, uh, in Victoria, so obviously what, one of the, you know, top, top two or three high schools in, in the country or in the state, uh, I guess, you know, Caulfield Grammar. So, you know, to, to tell him, what was that, nine years ago, you're going to, to Delta State, Mississippi was something you probably probably never imagined. No, no, probably not. But, you know, he goes over, he, he puts his head into the books, and, and he kills it. Like, he, he studied an undergraduate degree in political science. Um, he, he had a, a vision of being a lawyer. So he goes over and does his undergraduate in political science, graduates with the highest honors, finishes a, a semester early, so he does it in three and a half years, comes back to Australia, and applies for his Juris Doctor which is his postgraduate law component. And so he gets into that. While being in his Juris Doctor, he, he's working with uh, a law firm making money. What was, what was the name of the firm? Minter Ellison in Sydney. Minter Ellison in Sydney. Um, and, and the kids absolutely killed it. So th- that's, that's one example of, of one of our students who's gone over, done an undergraduate degree in the States, has brought it back, has gotten into a great university to do a postgraduate qualification in law, um, and he's he's well on his way to to being a successful business lawyer. So um, we've got his story that I think Jake, if you want to put on on the show notes as well for sure. Yep, definitely. I'll chuck Matt's uh, Matt's story on the the show notes that you guys will receive, or or if you would like to receive them, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll definitely be on the show notes. And look, we've got other examples too. Of, uh, we had a girl that that went to. Freed Hardman University in, in Tennessee. 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 Yeah, another one that, that I'm sure everyone's heard of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and no, she comes back. Um, she does her undergraduate degree as a Bachelor of Science in, in pre-physical therapy. Uh, it could be the same for, for any medical degree, pre-veterinary studies. It, basically a Bachelor's of Biomedical Science. And upon her return, get straight into Monash Uni to, uh, to do her postgraduate physio component. And, and now she's... You know, she's a physio. So the, the most important thing to understand is that doing your undergraduate degree, so your bachelor's degree in the United States, is going to be widely accepted. It's, it's when you get to the, that postgraduate component, is especially in um, a field like medicine, law, vet science, um, physio, where, where there's a licensing component. You know, you're, you're licensed by a board of medicine. You're licensed by a, a professional board. You need to do that component of your education in whatever country that you want to practice in. And, and, and that's, I think, the, the biggest thing because if you try and – let's say that you do a full education in the United States and be, you become an MD in the United States uh, or a lawyer in the United States and you want to try and bring that to another country – you, you're you're going to get in. I guess it's it's a much more difficult process of transferring uh, such a high qualification into into something in, in it that's equivalent in another country, as opposed to doing the groundwork of that of that study of the groundwork of that career, and then doing the licensing component in in the country that you hope to practice. So, without being getting too complex and confusing, um, that, that's I guess the best way of looking at it. And essentially, you're only going. You're starting off by going for four years anyway, because that's the allocated amount of time you can actually play your sport. Correct. Yeah. So, so you go and 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 that's what they say. You know, go over, and really enjoy your undergraduate studies, play sports. You know, do do the best that you can, and and, and like I said, put yourself on a pathway that's going to lead you in, in a direction that you 
you know you you want to you want to be working in a career in um if if that direction involves further licensing with further education then then that postgraduate study those master's degrees phds juris doctors um med school you know whatever it be that's what happens at at, at the postgraduate level and and basically the the um you know the quality of the grades that you make through your undergraduate studies will determine where in the world and, and what schools that you can get into to to do that so um yeah awesome and two or a few really good examples there and i guess you've blown those misconceptions out of the water uh, about bringing degrees back here to australia So we've just spoken about degree recognition and bringing your degree back here uh, to Australia or New Zealand and everything obviously is recognised and, and transferable. Um, and if anything, you know, getting a degree from an American institution in the eyes of an employer, you know, when you come back to an Australia can, can really be seen as, as a more valuable sort of thing than, than getting one here in Australia. Is that fair to say? Look, that's a really good point, Jacob. But, you know, it's, um, it's something obviously that, that I've been involved in now as a, as a CEO for, for quite a while. And... You know, people always ask me, you know, how do you hire people? Is it the degree that they've received? You know, is that a prerequisite of getting the job? And a lot of the times, no, it's not a prerequisite of getting the job. It's a prerequisite of getting an opportunity to talk about a job. Um, And I think every business owner out there or or, or every CEO or every HR manager out there will will agree. You know, there's certain prerequisites that you want. Um, And so when when I hire and when a lot of other people hire, you know, you, you put them down on the job description you know, must have X, um, you know, qualification. But if that person walks walks into uh, into my interview, and they've got the the certificate or they've got the the qualification, but they're not actually the type of person that I'm looking for, then regardless of the degree itself, then they're not going to get they're not going to get the job itself. You know, Matt. So uh, you know, I'll, I'll use Matt for an example here. You know, like Matt Matt's character got him the opportunity to be involved with NSR. Well, no, you told me no. Oh yeah, initially I did. Yeah, yeah, initially I did. <laughs> you told me no, and I came anyway. Yeah, initially I did, and, and I think we'll go through that in another episode for sure. But that episode can be about um, tenacity. There you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Overcoming adversity. Okay. There you go. <laughs> but um, no, in all honesty, so I use Matt for an example. So when when Matt initially started working at NSR, I didn't look at the fact that Matt had a quali- specific qualification. I looked at, at, at Matt's character. I looked at his ability to, to communicate. I looked at Matt's understanding of, of the product and, and of the service that we provide. But more importantly, I actually looked at his attitude. Now, if Matt had to come in with his degree in hand saying, well, I've got a bachelor's degree in sports management or I've got a, uh, a bachelor's degree in, in, in business management and he didn't have the character that, that, that he had, then he's not going to get the job anyway. So... I'm not saying that it's not important. It's it's extremely important to have the qualification by all means because it shows that you have the you've done the hard work. It shows that you're disciplined. It shows that you've actually um, you know f- followed the guidelines of actually qualifying and to receive that that qualification. But it doesn't actually get you the job itself. And and hence why we're a big believer in in the study abroad side. Yeah, and and the study abroad side, it's not again like Marco said, it's not just about the qualification. It's it's about what leads you to that qualification, the experience that you have while gaining that qualification, the the independence, the the drive, like you know the the, the lessons that you learn about life and and what it takes to to be successful in a, in a team environment. Like all of those things are are, are big components of of studying abroad that go far beyond 
the the specific qualification itself and you know again when when it came to hiring you Jacob and 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 Harrison with what we do it's pretty specialty but you guys yeah you accomplished degrees but more than anything what was impressive is that you went and you did it and you followed through and you, you you've lived what we've done and and that's something that we want to be uh and keep as an integral part of, of our business but just in any business out there um think about you know the kids that that grow up in Melbourne uh, or grow up in Sydney and, and, you know, they go to high school there and then they go to uni there and then they they get a degree there and then they try and join the workforce there. And, and, and all while living at home with mom and dad, of course, um, yeah. you know, very, very little independence. Look, not everybody, but for the most part, to save money, you're living at home, you're doing all that in the same place. And then you're you're battling for the same jobs as, as all those kids that are doing the exact same thing as you. Whereas you look at the student that goes overseas and and if nothing else just to hear about the experience that you had, that's worth five extra minutes in an interview. And that may be the five extra minutes that you need to put you in front of any other candidate. You, you know, it's, it's sitting there and say, oh, you, you, you know, you, you, oh, you got a business management degree and you got it, you got it where? You got, you got it. Kansas. T- Kansas. <laughs> well, I didn't, can, where's Kansas? Um, you know, but, but and well, tell me more about that, you know, like, and, and then you, you've, you've been able to break open a conversation. You, you've been able to, you know, to provide that business owner or, or, or that hiring individual with with an experience that they'll remember because your interview was different to everybody else's. And, and, and again, I think, you know, again, more so than just a qualification, it's it's about the lifestyle. It's about the experience. It's about everything else that you gain on the road to earning that qualification. So I think, yeah, for me, that that's that's the ticket for me. Definitely. Yeah, there, there wouldn't be one, one person out there that says that, independence or growth or individual growth or personal development or traveling abroad didn't help them become the person that they are so i guess what we're trying to say is the the degree itself is valuable but there's there's a lot more value to that degree um, than just the degree itself you know 100 percent Now, a lot of the athletes that we have on the program will go over, um, do all four years of their, their degree and, and then come back to Australia. But we also work with a lot of student athletes that start uni here in Australia, do a year, even two years, and then look at transferring their credits over and, and completing their degree in the States. We have some kids that, that start their coursework in America and then transfer everything back to Australia. Uh, Matt and Marco, just sort of touch on how that all works, what you need to do in order to keep all your credits and... and uh, make sure everything is is running smoothly. I know, I know Matt obviously wants to wants to get involved in this one, but I think <laughs> I just started off, Matt. By is it true by saying start with the end in mind? Yeah, one hundred percent. I think you know start with the end goal in in mind. What what you hope to to accomplish at the end of the day, and and, and sort of a direction of where you want to go, and 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 that can be I think the biggest help in, in trying to plan your journey. Look, I think this is probably a, a big a big reason too why some of the confusion exists, like the. The first thing that a student will usually do when the opportunity to study abroad comes up is, is they'll, they'll go to their local uni that they would go to if they were to, to stay in their home country, uh, and, and they'll ask the question. They'll say, oh, well, if I go overseas and I study overseas, can I bring the credits back and, and, and finish here? And look, a lot of times it's a very quick and abrupt answer. Oh, no, that, that won't be accepted. Or they'll say, as long as it's one of our partner institutions. Yeah, exactly. So... And, and that scares a lot of people off, I think, uh, because what's really important to understand is that the university system in general, you know, post-secondary education, it's, it's a business. Like, 
every school is competing against every other school. Whether and that doesn't matter if you're in Australia, New Zealand, the United States, any other country in the world. You know, every institution is competing for students. So when a student goes in and says, "Oh, hey, can I go and study somewhere else and and then bring my credits back here?" A lot of times the answer will be no because they'd much rather you stay there and study with them. Um, or, or if you're studying at one of their partner institutions, then there's, there's a revenue stream that, that, that comes back to that individual institution. So, look, I think it, it's – that's, like I said, a big reason why people might be scared off by it. But I think there's, there's some things that you need to understand about either taking credits from Australia to the United States or – if you do some credits in the United States, bringing them back to university here in Australia, New Zealand, and and how those can can be accepted with without really any issue, because it's a it's a very similar process going to the states with with credits that, that you've already completed and and gaining credits in the states and then coming back to Australia, it's all very similar with what you need to do. Yeah, certainly. So look, we'll start with let's say you do a year of uni in Australia and you want to go to the U.S. All right. Well, firstly, you need to pass everything. You know, you, you need to pass all of your credits. Uh, if, if you haven't passed credits, they're not worth transferring. So, so you're better off starting fresh in the United States if you've got three failed classes and one credit. Um, but if you've passed everything, let's say you've done a full year, you've done really well, and you want to take that with you, um, then your university transcripts will need to be sent to a third-party credential evaluator to do a, for, for a course-by-course evaluation. That's where a, a company that is designed to... Uh, to turn what you've done in, in your country into the U.S. equivalent, um, we'll evaluate each course that you've done, how many credit hours that should be awarded, and, and what your grade point average in the United States four-point scale will be. So before you can get credit for, for any work that you've done in either an Australian or New Zealand university, um, a completed transcript will need to be sent or, or grade report will need to be sent directly through a third-party evaluation company. Which which companies are they, Matt? What are the ones that our athletes use? Yeah, look, um, World Education Services is one. Um, I would probably use ECE, Educational Credential Evaluators. They're they're probably the easiest and and best ones that that we've worked with. But basically, like I said, they'll you'll you'll send you'll fill out a, an application with them. You'll create an account. You'll select a course by course evaluation. Uh, you'll have your uni send your official grade reports to the the credential evaluation service they'll do their evaluation they'll spit out a report and then they will send an official report of that to whatever institution in the United States that you're graduating from or, or sorry not graduating from applying to I'm getting ahead of myself <laughs> and we'll put we'll put those those uh, details on the show notes for sure definitely if uh, if you missed anything in this episode or, or so far we'll have everything in in the show notes and for people on the program it will be emailed to you if you're not on the program it'll be available on the, our websites uh, under the podcast section so everything will be in the show notes if you've, you've missed it so matt you've just touched on uh transferring credits from from an australian institution to the states uh let's flip it and and talk about bringing credits from america back to to australia or new zealand right so Look, if you've completed either a two-year degree or a four-year degree, so a, a, an associate's degree, as they call it, or a, a bachelor's degree from, from a U.S. institution, um, and, and you want to receive credit for that completed degree, the, the Australian government ha- have a process where I think it's $200 or something like that. Yep. You, you'll, um, 
you know, they'll give you recognition of prior learning for, for what you've done. So that's for a completed degree. Now, if you've just done credits overseas, um, think back to, you know, that, that counselor at, at the uni that, that told you, no, nope, your credits won't be accepted here. Well, you know, they don't know what you're going to be studying. They don't know what you're going to be doing. They don't know what kind of credits that you're going to be bringing back. So the, the thing is, you can't just expect to bring back a completed transcript, you know, a, a grade report with what you've done overseas, hand that to a university here in Australia and say, hey, I'd like credit for these, please. Um, it doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't quite work like that. Um, so what I, what I tell every single one of our athletes when they head overseas, if, if they're even, you know, considering, even if they're not considering coming back and, and studying here just in case, uh, is to keep everything. Every class that you take, keep your assignments, keep your assessments, keep all your graded coursework, keep your course syllabus, which is the course description, you know, keep all of that information for every single class that you take for each semester that you complete in the United States. Look, it, it's it's a task. Yes, it, it, it takes organization. You, you may be storing, like I said, coursework and, and, and binders and all sorts of stuff in, in big tubs in your dorm room or, or whatever else, and you may have to ship those back. But, but I promise you, you know, that that 150 bucks, that 200 bucks that you may spend to ship all that, that back, um, is, is going to be the biggest piece that gets you credit for what you've done. Um, let's say that you've done a, a full year in the States and you want to bring it back. You've got, you know, every class, the syllabus, the coursework, everything. You then bring that to a university, uh, with a, an official grade report showing the grades that you made and how many credits that you earned. You then can give them a, a whole tub full of information about, well, here's my classes, here's the course description, here's what we learned, here's how I was assessed, here's the grades that I got. You're going to find it very, very difficult for a, a, an, an academic institution to look at, at everything that you've done and say, oh, no, sorry, that's not worth anything, because, because it is. And, and you, you just need to, you know, you need to have evidence of what you've done. So in a roundabout way, keep everything. And what's another sure way of not having anything transferred across? Would you say not uh, not paying your school fees? Certainly. <laughs> um, if, if you decide that halfway through a semester that, that you're done or, or at the end of the semester, you know, you're probably not coming back. So that final, you know, that final payment on your tuition, uh, you decide, eh, look, I'll just I'll just bounce and I'll, I'll, I'll leave that unpaid. Well, that'll be a surefire way to not get your grades. They, they will, they'll, they'll count it as a fail. They'll count it as a withdrawal. Um, you won't get credit for anything that you've done. And there's nothing to actually transfer back. And I think foreign students, you know, talking to a lot of the, the admission officers across the US, foreign students, not, not, not just from Australia, but from all over the world, are notorious for that sort of stuff because they believe that once their experience is done, then they don't want to pay any more for it. And then they go back to their own country and they start requesting things from the school that they were at. That school says, well, you're, you've got an unpaid bill. We're not going to transfer anything across until you pay the bill. Right. And, and then because you've sort of done them dirty, when, you do, when and if you do pay that bill to try and get that, they're not going to be you know, too quick to help you. Like, it, it's, like I said, it's important to do things the right way and, and make sure that you're, you're following the right guidelines and, and, and doing everything that you need to, to to get credit for what you're doing. And it's always a lot easier to do it, to do it there rather than coming home and then trying to coordinate with, with the admission office in, uh, in, in, in the US. Because once you've left, you're not a student at that, at, at that school anymore. So it's going to be a lot harder to actually get anything, get anything done. So like Matt just said, 
do things the right way, plan in advance, and, uh, and you'll be fine. So we've definitely covered a lot in this in this episode, but just to, to sum it up really quickly, Marco, if you get a degree in the States, it's it's recognized back here in Australia or 100%. New Zealand. Yep, definitely. Matt, if you uh, are looking at transferring your credits or courses to and from the States, that's definitely possible as well. 100%, man. You just need to do it the right way. <laughs> definitely. And Marco, in the eyes of an employer, if you get a degree overseas, sometimes that can be seen as more valuable than, than gaining one here in Australia. Yeah, look, I think that that is obviously uh, you know a personal opinion, one hundred percent. I I look at people who have travelled abroad or lived away from home um, to have a, a little a few extra skills for sure. And again, in my personal opinion, I'm sure there's other 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 CEOs and other bosses and HR managers out there that may think differently. But in my personal opinion, that extra bit of independence, that extra bit of, of difference, is by far something that uh, that that, that I uh, put a lot of value on. And then and then also. Just to add to that point, sorry to cut you off, Jacob, <laughs> but the people that you meet overseas, the the friends that you make, the teachers that you have, the the work experience that you do, um, the, the, that, that's it's just all networking, and and, and you're always going to have sort of you know your your power base back back home of of people you know that that you know in, in your in your home city, and and that, that that's never going to change. But by going overseas, you're broadening that network. Of, of people whether you go for a semester or whether you go for four years exactly like one year two years four years stay there sorry moms no but you know it's it's the, the the friendships that you make the experience that you have the doors that you open are things that you, you just can't accomplish by living you know growing staying up in the, in, yeah place. staying in the same place living with mom and dad studying at the local uni playing club sport you know all those things so it's 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 far bigger than just a qualification it's it's the experience um the networking the the overall everything uh, about the road to getting that qualification matt marco thank you for coming on the podcast this week guys really appreciate it hopefully everyone has learned something again i know i have learned something new as i always do uh, but thanks guys thanks mate thanks jacob thanks matt all right thank you everyone for tuning into this week's podcast uh, i know it it took a while to, to get through, but there's tons of important information. So if you do miss anything, um, yeah, definitely re-listen to the, the podcast um, or just go through the show notes. But uh, we'll be back next week with another very important topic. Thanks, guys.